ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, and the rest of my famous saying, um, <laughs> uh, welcome back to The Real Couple. Uh, we are The Real Couple. I am Dallas. And I am Paige. And we are The Real Couple. Um, you can tell because we call ourselves The Real Couple. And because in order to listen to this, you clicked on something that says The Real Couple. Um, yeah, How many uh, times can you say The Real Couple in legally like many this is america i have the right to say <laughs> the real couple so many times um if you want i can check the bill of rights to see if it lists how many times i can say the real couple i'm not sure it does um because <laughs> if i remember correctly the founding fathers did not have podcasts so they didn't have access to the real couple um <laughs> but anyways welcome back to the real couple and specifically welcome to the real couple, real spooky October-a-thon. Spooky season! Spooky season, yep. Uh, and we're calling it the real couple, real spooky, real couple, real spooky October-a-thon. Um, I like it. Me I'm too. just hearing it, but yeah, same let's here. Do it. I'm just hearing it for the first time as well. Um, so, in order to kick off uh, the month of October, um, we watched um a super spooky movie what did we watch Paige? we watched beetlejuice we watched beetlejuice um so yeah and now we're gonna pass the savings on to you um going into this movie what were you expecting it to be so i guess backstory for all of the listeners that are going to freak yeah, let's, out let's back up let's um, back up as soon as i said that i was this like you're, movie, it's too much too soon this movie was a blind spot in my life i never saw beetlejuice until this week i'm 30 years old you'd heard of it though i'd heard of it okay and my sister rachel who watched it with us that was also her first viewing as mm -hmm. well so mm -hmm. apparently growing up in the stott house just makes it so that you don't see these classic movies yeah now real quick if uh like let's say six months ago i had held up an action figure of beetlejuice and i said who is this would you have been able to be like i'm pretty sure that's beetlejuice from that movie i haven't seen i think so yeah okay Okay, so you had heard of it, and you were at least aware of the imagery, at least on some level. Yes. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. Um, in all honesty, like, I'd seen bits and pieces. I'd, I'd seen most of this movie growing up, but honestly, I hadn't sat down and watched it beginning to end until I was probably 20, I want to say 26-ish. Um, it was it was definitely uh, later in my life. Um but uh yeah so um going in what did you think it was gonna be i uh, expected it to be a little goofy a little off the wall just because it's a tim burton film and that is what tim burton does yeah. um i was hoping to see johnny depp just because you know tim burton oh interesting yeah that's a good point that's a good point um but I don't think Johnny Depp was very old when this movie came out. Yeah, so. 1988. Um, and that was just a sure. total joke, too. Yeah. Um, but... Also, real quick, if uh, any of the audience members uh, feel at some point that they are hearing the sounds of a rabbit animal in the background, uh, it's not a rabbit animal. That's just our super spooky pet Lily. And she's adorable. Um, she's a black dog, so she's a black she dog, fits so. with spooky Hashtag season. 
a real couple, real spooky Octoberthon. But she's just she's being real weird tonight. She's and being real just, like, weird. She's rolling around and um, she's being real annoying. So you'll hear her in the background, but don't worry, she's cute. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I expected it to be weird. I didn't expect it to be scary. Okay. Um, because you allowed Rachel to watch it with us, and she does not do scary. Yeah. Um, but at least she doesn't think she does scary. Other than that, I truly didn't know what to expect from the story or the characters. I knew what Beetlejuice looked like, mm-hmm. but yeah, I. You didn't know like his personality or anything. Mm-mm. No. And I think I had just learned like a week or so ago that Catherine O'Hara was in the movie. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because I saw a post online that was comparing a shot of her from Beetlejuice wearing a glove as a headband or a headpiece. Um, and then a shot of her in Schitt's Creek wearing a wig on top of a wig. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to see if I can find that and post it for you guys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I knew going into Beetlejuice. Okay. Yeah, I um, when I uh, first like sat down and watched it um, a couple years ago, um, I I feel like there were certain things that as I was watching it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of remember this. Um, one thing I will say, uh, I do remember being surprised because. Uh, with all of the imagery, uh, looking at the poster, looking at the title, um, I was expecting Beetlejuice to be a much bigger character. Yeah. Beetlejuice is hardly in this movie. Yeah, for being the titular character, he's not in it much. I feel like it's much more on... Just to show him. Once we see him, they can't figure out his name for a while. And then as soon as they like summon him everyone in the movie is like get him out of here immediately however we can get him out get him out and so yeah um yeah that's that's one thing that really surprises me about this movie is how little beetlejuice is actually in it um which uh we'll we'll get to it a little later in trivia but i have a little fun trivia fact about that um so yeah uh that's uh initially what we were expecting uh what'd you think of it I really liked it, actually. Yeah. It was quirky. It was fun. Uh, it was very 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love the casting. I don't know if these actors were, like, a big deal in 88 when it came out or if this kind of, like, kicked it off for a lot of them. I don't really know. I wasn't alive in 88. So Same. Um, some of you that were can maybe correct us. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I doubt any of our listeners are going to be like, are you kidding me? Catherine O'Hara was a, a you know household name. And people knew Catherine O'Hara better than they today know the name Britney Spears. Like, there's no way. Um, but uh, yeah, and I think this was even a pretty young, like... Um, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, Michael Keaton. Um, Obviously a very young Winona writer. Yeah. This was probably her first thing, right? Uh, either first or at least close very to early. It, she no was not what. very old. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't her first role just because of how central she is to the plot. I wouldn't be surprised if she had like four or five like 
fun fact, she was in this movie, but you have to like pause in the cafeteria scene and, and she's the one saying, Oh, there's no more breadsticks, like whatever. Right. Um but uh yeah, so um yeah, I remember uh something about this movie. Uh like I'd mentioned, I'd seen bits and pieces of it as a kid and just certain things about the imagery rubbed me the wrong way i just i i it wasn't something that i was like oh that's too scary for me it was just like i don't know something about that movie just kind of makes me a little unsettling yeah just unsettling Eh, no thanks and then finally it was like "Eh, if you're gonna have that opinion you might as well have seen the whole thing so i sat down and watched it and I, i remember as soon as it ended i was like that movie was charming as hell it was great and yeah i i still feel that way um there was a part while we were watching it that rachel had mentioned wow you can tell it's in the 80s because look at how bad these graphics or not graphics uh look how bad the special effects are yeah uh which that's another thing that i'll I'll bring up in trivia um just bring it up now okay the visual effects budget was just one million dollars a major factor in tim burton deciding to make the effects look as tacky and b-movie as possible so yeah, like uh, it didn't have a big budget to begin with, but had a apparently very small. Um, I'm not super well versed on what a big budget is versus what a small budget is. I'm also not very well versed on how much money it takes to make certain visual effects. Um, so yeah, seeing one million, I guess that's a small number back then. Um, we should have the VFX artists react, guys. Tell yeah, us. VFX artists react, corridor guys. Crew. Corridor crew. Corridor crew look into beetlejuice explain it to me um but uh yeah so um i i like the concept that he pretty much went okay if i can't get super good looking special effects let's lean into it and make it look kind of crappy and yeah and so um there's at least one moment where alec baldwin is in like he's uh tries to leave the house and then he's out in the sand dunes and Mm -hmm. stuff and the uh blue screen effect the edges are janky they look bad (laughs) they look really really bad um could i do better hell no but i've seen hollywood do better (laughs) um and i mean if this came out in what 88 i think yeah yeah um i've seen star wars which came out in 77 and the blue screen effects in star wars are a hell of a lot better than this um so yeah um it's part of what gives Beetlejuice its charm. Exactly, though. exactly. And I, I think the uh, like leaning into it, making it look tacky, um, really builds up the uh, um, the charm of this movie. Yeah, it's, yeah I agree. It's really, really great. Um, it uh, it feels like a small budget, intimate um, Tim Burton film. <laughs> um, I read uh, a fact about it that mm-hmm. said that the. Uh, studio wanted originally to call this movie house ghosts and tim burton jokingly uh suggested the name scared sheetless um and was mortified when the studio actually considered using it yeah scared sheetless (laughs) i think is a decent name like um one thing that's really weird and i forget um i had totally forgotten until we rewatched it but every time you see Beetlejuice's name in the movie, mm-hmm. it's not spelled like the title of the movie. Yeah, isn't it like G E U S E or something, something like, like that? Something like that, yeah. And so 
all the characters have a rough time figuring out how to pronounce his name. They keep calling him Beetlegeist or something like that. I don't know why you would... I I think it's really smart to change it, uh, change the spelling for the title of your movie. But I kind of feel like at some point someone should have just been like, I feel like we should just re-letter it for the script as well. Um, But, yeah... um, where they got Beetlegeist from, it, like, if you're going to pronounce it Beetlejuice, why not spell it Beetlejuice? Um, but yeah, um, another uh, little f- trivia fact for you. Um, oh, the one that I kind of uh, skimmed over, uh, said that I would bring up later. Michael Keaton, playing the title character, only appears in 14 and a half minutes of the film. Whoa. Right? It's a tiny amount. That is a tiny amount. Yeah. it's. it's Why is uh, this movie called Beetlejuice? Yeah. Um, it's very uh, Silence of the Lambsian in that way. Another tidbit. Uh, Tim Burton thought that the Deo sequence wouldn't go over very well um, because he didn't think it was very funny. But uh, audiences loved it and is now one of the most iconic scenes from the movie. Yeah, that that stuff is always so interesting to me to find out that, like, a director or or a filmmaker was really hesitant on certain things. And it's like, no, no, that's that's fundamental. Like, uh, most people know that um, uh, George Lucas really did not like the I love you, I know from Empire Strikes Back. Oh, really? Yeah. He he really, like, um, he wanted that scene to be the moment when... Uh, Han and Leia are finally able to like be vulnerable with each other and honest and stuff right before he dies and he was like yeah that's that's not how the scene should play out and so then finally uh, Irvin Kirshner was like let's just show it to audiences and uh, um, George Lucas was like all right fine and so it gets to that point Han says I know and the audience kind of like lets out like a, a little chuckle or a laugh and Lucas was like, all right, clearly, yeah, that's not supposed to be a funny moment. There's no way we're keeping it. And, like, the whole crowd unanimously was like, that was the best part of the movie was that one line. I know. And Lucas was like, all right, fine. I guess it stays. And, yeah, now it's like you can't have Empire Strikes Back without the line. I know. And, yeah, the concept of. But George Lucas also thought McClunky was a good idea. So... He did think McClunky was a good idea. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's insane how many brilliant ideas that man has and how many just WTF moments that dude has. Um, but yeah, so like, I, I can't imagine Empire without I Know, and I can't imagine, uh, Beetlejuice without Deo. Um, and I don't know if, if he wanted that same concept of a scene to be in there, but he wasn't sure about the song Deo, or if he was like, I don't even want the scene in there, because Without that scene, how do, do they have a change of heart about Beetlejuice? Like, right? You you have to go in a completely different direction or something. Um, but yeah, it, it's such a fun, weird song, um, and and Catherine O'Hara just plays that beautifully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, which uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, uh, you aren't super familiar with. Um, Mighty Wind, or uh, This is Spinal Tap, or Best in Show, but uh, The Husband, 
uh, Winona Ryder's dad and Catherine O'Hara's husband. He's great too. He's mm-hmm. he's in a bunch of great movies. I think everyone plays it so well, like being so into the song while also in the face being so confused. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's really a, a fun, cool scene. Um, and so they never really go explore it in the movie, but who chose the song Deo? Was it, uh, Oh, I saw something about that. Okay. So, the original plan for the dinner party was to have the guests dance to a song by the Ink Spots, but Jeffrey Jones and Catherine O'Hara suggested the music be Calypso. Okay. But, like, in the movie, who chooses Deo? Oh. Like, is that... Because I don't think they've summoned Beetlejuice yet. No, it's the ghosts. Okay. And... Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin. Okay. So... Because they're trying to figure out on their own how to get them out and that's how they like first kind of like scare them or embarrass them Mm -hmm. and which yeah did they just like kind of stumble upon how to possess a room full of people (laughs) like maybe that old lady ghost told them i don't know oh juno maybe maybe also can we talk about how that car accident did not look bad enough to actually kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look bad enough. And also, fuck that dog. Right. That well, dog's an no. asshole. Okay, he is kind of a butthead. Like, because but he's, he's just, adorable. like, crossing the road, like, when they're first going into town. And then they're, like, crossing the bridge. It, it jumps into the way of the car. And then as soon as the car crashes, it goes and stands on the one board that's going to, like, save their life. And Alec Baldwin is like, hey... Even though you caused all this, could you maybe... And the dog's like, eat shit and die, bitches. And he just, like, <laughs> yeets on out of there. Dog's an asshole. Yeah. That dog deserves to be haunted more than the house does. No. <laughs> because it's a dog? Or yeah. because you don't think its sins are that bad? Because it's a dog. Okay. But you agree that murder is a bad thing? I do. Okay. So if that was a gerbil, you'd be like, they should have hit it. (laughs) Yeah, well, gerbils are stupid. If that was an alligator, you'd be like, they should have shot it and then run over it. Yeah. Okay. But it was a dog, so they deserve to die. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) (laughs) You're an asshole. Man. Um, yeah, we got little Miss John Wick over here. It's like, you touch a dog, death is coming for you. I would go John Wick on anybody that touched my dog. That wasn't your dog. It was just I the town know. dog that caused their death. I know. Maybe there's a spinoff film of... About the dog? The dog's family. Killing other people? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, maybe this that is just could be a another installment in our spooky season. Just chronically runs cars off the road and kills people. Like most of that town is haunted because this dog is just like, I better not see people living. Yeah, I really want to see that spinoff. Um, I did read that there was supposed to be a sequel really? to Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, called Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Um. 
uh, Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder were both signed on, but Tim Burton lost interest and went and directed Batman instead. But this says that as of late 2015, Warner Bros. was still trying to get the original sequel concept into production. Which, like, in this day and age, do it. You know, right. we got Top I bet, Gun Maverick just slaughtering I bet it. they could get it done now. Because yeah. there's so many reboots. Like, mm-hmm. play to the millennials who will pay so much money for nostalgia. Yeah. Like, Hocus Pocus 2 just came out. Yeah. Maverick. Reboots are kind of hit and miss, but I feel like at this point, if you have even a decent idea for a long overdue sequel, we're down. Just do it. Yeah, we're going to come. We'll we'll flock to the movie theaters. Um, And... I bet Winona Ryder would still do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... and and Michael Keaton, like that's that's a big thing. If you can get original cast back, that's all you need. Um, yeah, they they're all of a sudden making uh, three like final Halloween movies, and every single time they're like, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis back is back. Jamie Lee Curtis, and people are like, fine, I guess I'll see it. the The last one, I I haven't seen any of the new three, but I've heard the the second one that came out like last year. People hated that, hated that. Still, they still saw it. Yeah, still saw it. Um, and like with a movie like that and a movie like Beetlejuice, I feel like you can go in with a tiny, tiny budget and it's not that difficult to make your money back. Oh, yeah. You know, you just need to make sure not to blow most of your money on like advertisement. Um, you just got to advertise. Which right now, like reboots and sequels and stuff are such a big thing that like mm-hmm. you wouldn't really have to put that much effort much, into yeah. advertising at all i feel like they barely advertised hocus pocus 2 and people knew and about everybody it. everybody watched that the day that it hit disney plus yeah. um so yeah i people just goes hawaiian put it into production let's man. Do, let's it. do it um and i feel like michael keaton um if you can get him back, the concept of getting him back is a big deal. Um, like, it wouldn't be that difficult, but it would still impress all the right people. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the guy's... Let's see. Oh. He was born in 51, so that's like 70-ish, I think. I just saw a little factoid mm-hmm. about the spelling of Beetlejuice and how he got his name. I saw that a second it's ago as well. It's named after a bright red star in the constellation of Orion. Yeah. So clearly, I don't know my astronomy very well. Yeah. I don't know if we have any astronomy buffs as listeners, but maybe they were screaming at us as we were getting all of the things wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's a chance... Um... Like, knowing my friends, I wouldn't be too surprised if there's three or four of them that are like, Dallas doesn't know obscure stars. What a dipshit. Um, so Fired. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. That's that's <laughs> one that I know for oh, sure. Oh, Mike will call you out. <laughs> Mike Please, is Mike Lund, like, call him out. If Dallas doesn't know stars, I'm going to lose it. Um, <laughs> uh, another um, trivia factoid... Michael Keaton ad-libbed 90% of his lines. I don't know how you would come up with that number. So I don't like, 
this is just imdb so i don't know there are no <laughs> cited sources but um yeah that's interesting ad-libbed 90 percent of his lines because a lot of his lines are really like fun and clever and the concept that he was just like so he ad-libbed those... what like 10 minutes of lines right um <laughs> maybe 12 yeah um, i can't do math but uh yeah so many of his his lines as i'm re-watching it i'm like this, this is great this dude's really funny the moment when he uh like hawks a loogie spits it into his jacket and just says i'll save that for later love it so fun um one moment that the first time i saw it i was like that was legitimately hilarious is when they're asking like okay but can you be scary and he's like what do you think of this and then the camera's just behind his head and you see his face like open up mm-hmm. and uh gina davis and uh alec, alec baldwin, baldwin just shit themselves <laughs> That's great, yeah, and like, and then I think like it it comes back, and you just see him, and he's like, "You like it?" or something, yeah. It's so fun, um, and uh, oh, and then the the final scene when he's in the waiting room, he's looking at his number, and it's like ninety gajillion, and they're currently <laughs> serving number four, <laughs> number three, because he steals the number four yeah. from the guy next to him. Yeah, and, and just just the way like that dude is just sitting there like looking like he's high on something and he just like steals the number switches them and is like there's no way this guy's ever gonna find me out what (laughs) (laughs) of course he will and he does immediately and and he shrinks shrinks his head head. it's great um so yeah uh oh uh i i think for me one last trivia fact that uh just blew my socks off Beetlejuice was the first DVD sent out by Netflix, which that in and of itself is interesting enough. But that took place in 1998. What? I didn't even know Netflix existed in 1998. Yeah, I thought Netflix was founded in like 2003 or something. Wrong. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, 98, holy hell. Um, Which the concept that... 98 something like 20 years later and they're getting like oscar nominations and oscar wins for original content yeah that's insane that is insane um yeah netflix has so quickly become one of those just like juggernaut companies of the world Mm -hmm. that just takes over everything Um, and they started with beetlejuice and they started with beetlejuice it's all thanks to beetlejuice (laughs) did you guys like coda well you can thank beetlejuice for that I'm going to redo that line because that was Apple TV. That was Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Wrong. Did you guys like Marriage Story? <laughs> well, it's all thanks to Beetlejuice. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> uh, but overall, I feel like Beetlejuice holds up very well. Very well. For being as old as it is. Yeah what 34 years old now uh mathematically i'm gonna say sure okay because i'm 30 <laughs> and it came out four years before i was born okay so if i'm mathing correctly 34 Probably. years old okay holds up well it. is fun it does it if is. you haven't seen it which i feel like most people have most people watch it yeah even if you have seen it go watch it again because mm. it's spooky season we're going to keep watching spooky movies. Yeah. Uh, to give you a hint on what we're doing next week, it rhymes with Motel, Pennsylvania. Yes. <laughs> it does. Thank you for that support. But we're also going to watch 
John Carpenter's The Thing. Ooh, yeah. That is uh, personally my actual favorite horror film ever made. Yeah. I feel like Motel Pennsylvania is not going to happen until we watch all three of them, right? I was thinking we would do like watch one, record for it, watch two, record for it, watch three, record for it. Okay. Were you wanting to just do a trilogy episode? I don't know. Okay. Stay tuned. Yeah. We're flying by the seat (laughs) of our pants. We're building the plane as we're crashing it. Um, Also, if there are any movies that you guys are like, oh, you guys really need to uh, review this one, let us know. And uh, we will let you know whether or not it's too intense for us. Because, <laughs> yeah, if, if you're like, oh, you guys need to watch, uh, what is it, Heritage? or um, Oh, the... The one from the Midsummer guy? Yeah. Yeah, if you guys are like, you need to watch that one, I still haven't brought myself to, to do that one. No. What is it called? That's going to drive me crazy. Hereditary. Hereditary. There, there we is. go um yeah if you guys are like uh one that i still really really need to watch is freaking um the forest one Um, blair witch project yeah still have never seen blair witch me neither and i don't know that one fascinates me because i've always really respected the horror genre for uh how cheap you can make a movie and therefore how easy it is to make a good return and so, therefore, you get a lot of upcoming directors, actors, actresses, stuff yeah. like that, who just, they get themselves into a horror movie, prove to Hollywood that, you know, I at least have some legitimate um, skill at this. And then all of a sudden, Hollywood's able to, like, okay, because you were successful in the horror genre, let's get you into bigger and better things. Um, and... Uh, Blair Witch is one of those movies that, like, it's one of the most famous horror films ever made. Mm-hmm. The making of it is insane. Almost like, inhumane. Yeah. Um, but, like, also fascinating. Like, yeah. from what I understand, the the uh, actors and actresses would just be, like, wandering through the forest and they would just come across someone holding, like, a manila file folder and they'd just be like hey, I was told to stand here until you guys showed up and then hand you this and now I can go home. And they would open it up and it's like, all right, now head east and explore the cabin when you find it or something. like. And, and that's how the actors and actresses were like playing the characters. They didn't know what the movie was about. It's really, really interesting. And from what I understand, it cost about like... Twelve and a half dollars. Yeah. Like you can buy like two of anything off the taco bell uh, menu for the cost of of blair witch like so cheap to make everyone heard about it most people saw it yeah so that's one that's on my to-do list but if there's other movies that you want us to watch uh let us know i feel like that's something that uh that we could really benefit from is is having our audience uh, throughout movies they want us to talk about yeah um so yeah do that on instagram do that on instagram at um the real couple at the real couple slide into our dms and tell us what we should or talk about on incessantly. our posts yeah um 
share it with your friends yeah we're gonna like make a post about this movie and be like hey yeah we just uh our new episodes up and we want you guys in the comments arguing with each other about beetlejuice or just telling us how we're wrong <laughs> we like that yeah just tell us tell like, us what we got wrong um yeah just just get into the comments and be like you idiots winona Ryder was in seven other movies including another movie i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at ad-libbing sometimes. Um, Michael Keaton is. 90%. Michael Keaton is 90% better at ad-libbing than I am. That's true. Um, So, yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing. Apparently, of all of his movies, this is Michael Keaton's favorite film of his own. I did read that. Yeah. Maybe someday he'll listen to this episode. Yeah. And maybe this will be his favorite episode of Of our own. I think it could be. It could be. Um, Sponsor us, Michael Keaton. Would you say that this is your favorite Michael Keaton film? Yes. Interesting. I don't... I definitely wouldn't. You probably like Batman. I have never seen Michael Keaton's Batman films. What? Yeah. As the biggest Batman fan out there? I've seen about like... What is wrong with you? A few minutes of it, and it was so not in line with the batman comics i grew up on that i couldn't i couldn't hang one of these days i need to someone needs to strap me to a chair and just um freaking someone needs to clockwork orange batman to me um he was in morbius (laughs) yeah well kind of do you remember what he did in on his imdb filmography do you remember what he did i don't so in Spider-Man Homecoming, he plays Vulture. Oh, yes, 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 yes. In the post-credits. Yes, you make fun of me for not remembering this. Yeah. I know. It's in the trailer, too. Um, he also, Trial of the Chicago 7 is great. My favorite role of his is probably the monarch from Need for Speed, which is so bizarre and weird. Like, he's central to the movie's plot, but he's... At the same time, barely part of the plot. It's this <laughs> bizarre... Yeah, I still haven't shown you Need for Speed. It shouldn't be watchable. And it's absolutely phenomenal. It's so <laughs> weird. Um, I love it. You've got Aaron Paul in a movie kind of based on a video game, but mostly just about racing cars. It's great. Um, um, I think I first saw him in the movie Jack Frost, which came out in 1998, yeah. so 10 years after Beetlejuice. Wow. And for some reason, the Stott household had Jack Frost, but not Beetlejuice. Why? <laughs> I ask my mom. I don't want to. Because <laughs> <laughs> she probably has an answer for me. It just doesn't make sense. And the fact that she has... a an answer readily av- available makes her sound smart, but what she actually says isn't. <laughs> don't tell her I said that, but it's fine because it's not like she listens to Mom, this. Don't listen. <laughs> Everybody else, listen though, please. Yeah, if your mom's listening to this, I'm shocked and/or stunned. So, anything else to say about Beetlejuice? <laughs> nope. I think we pretty well covered it. Yeah, we talked about everything. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, oh. Maybe someday we'll get a Facebook page and a TikTok. Maybe an email. 
Whoa. I don't know. Damn. Maybe an email. Maybe. I think we should start working on TikTok. TikTok's an interesting... I did. Fun fact. I created a TikTok profile for the real couple. The fact is so fun. But there's nothing on it, so... We'll get there someday. It's quite as fun, but it's still pretty fun. We'll get there. I had fun with that fact. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's a fun fact, guys. (laughs) Um, Real quick, before we leave... Sorry, just to backtrack so hard. I may cut this out and put it earlier in the episode, but I really don't know how to edit that well. I probably won't do that. But uh, I did kind of feel like there are certain moments in this movie where they're like, we're going to establish rules of this universe. And then like three seconds later, they're like, fuck the rules. Um, but like they leave the house and, or no, Alec Baldwin leaves the house and gets and attacked by a worm. Sand pit. Yeah. And then Gina Davis pulls him out and she's like, you were gone for four hours. And he's like, what? And then yeah. at some point during like the final battle, she rides in on a sandworm and it's like, you weren't gone for four hours. How did you run outside, like befriend a sandworm, learn how to ride it and just run through the ceiling and, and murder Beetlejuice? Like the, the whole talent. Yeah. As soon as you leave time dilation is just like off the charts no where did that rule go so yeah it's but i feel like it it, it's the kind of movie that i'm not going to look at too closely because the more closely you look at it the less fun you're having and the less fun you're having while watching beetlejuice the more wrongly you're watching beetlejuice so yeah so watch beetlejuice correctly yeah just have fun with it yeah yeah it's a good popcorn movie if you haven't watched beetlejuice yet and you've gotten this far into this episode you're dumb you should have watched the movie first you silly goose you silly undead goose (laughs) you silly spooky goose Ooh, spooky goose spooky goose silly spooky goose (laughs) we digress anyways listen to us on apple podcasts spotify stitcher Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public. All those. Listen to them all simultaneously at the same time. That's what simultaneously means. And then make all of your friends do it too. Yeah, hold your friends at gunpoint and tell them to watch The Real Couple. Maybe don't do that. Just without a gun. Just finger guns. Finger guns. Hold them at finger gunpoint and be like, listen to this. And they'll be like, (laughs) I don't want to. And you'll be like, I don't either. But we have to because we have to support the, the Real Couple's Real Spooky Octoberthon. So. Thanks. Bye. This was fun.